Hey, Sid. Hey, Brian. How's it going? It's going. <laughs> we find ourselves here again, doing stuff we love, and it just makes me so happy. <laughs> it really does. So I want to hear your updates. <laughs> Delirium. Sid plastered smile on her face. <laughs> if I just had a glass of wine in my hand, again, I feel like... Mm, should have done it. We really, we got to start doing that. I don't think that's a bad thing. We can get mini bottles. Yeah, let's do it. We'll just do one, one we'll per set. We'll try it. Not tell you all. And, and see if see, it gets better. And see if things improve. <laughs> we'll welcome your feedback. We'll do an Instagram poll. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Wine or no wine. Always wine. Um, so I am clearing out some stuff. Nice. Clearing some space. And also helping Dan clear some space. How's that? So great. Because... Um, I am of the Marie Kondo style Mm -hmm. of, like, purge. Get rid of things that don't bring you joy anymore. That's so funny. And so he has had his old kitchen. He bought a new kitchen or dining room table and uh, has since purchased or has been storing the old one and the chairs. What? And to me, that's just like, I can sell this for you on the internet. Did he not want to sell it, or did he have, like, an attachment to it? No, he tried selling it, didn't have any luck. Got it. And so I was like... That's discouraging. I now challenge you to allow me to do this on your behalf. Send me the photos, which he took, of course, really great photos. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is perfect. This is going to be an easy sell. And gave me all the info, info of, like, you know, what we needed to share. And I sold them in... uh facebook marketplace which i highly recommend i heard you know we've gotten high recommendations for that before too and i hear that it's just the best thing yeah everything sold within less than three hours it was like you get a cut of the pay out of control (laughs) because i feel like you did the heavy lifting there (laughs) he did throw me a 20 oh there you go (laughs) i was resistant to it i was like this actually makes me feel better that you don't have a thing that you don't need in your home especially a whole table yeah it and was, chairs. Yeah. And that's, not like a, that's not like a, a piece of clothing. And you've been to his home. I don't know if you remember. His old table, it was like a farmhouse style. Oh, like, yeah. Like big. I'll need to visit to see the new one. Yeah. I'm excited now. But yeah, that's not something that you just like store casually. Yeah. It's and something I was like, you get rid of immediately. I'm going to help you. And then see? I did. And it was great. So basically, my recommendation is to... Uh, opt for Facebook Marketplace. It worked really well. Mm -hmm. And what I like about it is that you can see if there are people that are messaging you and if you have mutual friends. So it's kind of like a vouch in a way, which makes me feel more comfortable versus like potentially being kidnapped by someone uh, selling from Craigslist. Yeah. Because that I feel like is a thing that could happen. Yeah. For sure. So. That's great. That's really good to know. I have not used Facebook Marketplace. I no longer have a Facebook, so I don't think it's an option for me at this point. Right now, it's not great for you. So, but the the whole vouching thing does make me feel much more secure. And I've only sold one thing on Craigslist, and thankfully it did go well, but you never know. Yeah. Especially in a new place. You just don't know. You never know. Yeah. But yeah, I... Uh... I feel like this is a good spring cleaning time frame mm-hmm. to recommend this as well because I'm still there's stuff that I have that I'm pumped to like I'm like Ooh, let me just gather all these things together and sell 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 nice see you're good because you sell I just give away 
And I feel like it's a much better opportunity. Great write-off at the end of the tax. I also donate things, but there are certain things that like are still in great condition. Like that you can deserve you to can be get a hundred bucks for a, a table. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> that doesn't sound you're so like, bad. I'll be honest. You're like still no, <laughs> still feels like a lot of work for me. So I'll give that to you. <laughs> What's happening on your end? So we know that I have been much more conscious and aware of my spending, which like I think a couple weeks ago, I talked about how that has improved my cooking abilities Mm -hmm. and my patience in the kitchen. Now it's helping me buy clothes because yes, can you believe it? From a former sale shopping addict. Yes. And so what it has allowed me to do is because I'm much more conscious of like where I'm spending. Again, I'm much more conscious of where I'm spending, how much I'm spending, all of these things. I also hate to return things via the online market. It just Mm. stresses me out. I've been utilizing the comment section when buying clothes so much more often. So much more often. So So determine like reviews of, did this fit? Is this high quality? Exactly. All of the above. Like, is this the right sizing? It honestly like cleared the path for me to buy a new jacket at an appropriate time that was on sale, like super sale. But if I didn't read the comments, I wouldn't have known that literally almost every person on there sized down. And I did that. And even though it made me nervous, I was like, let me trust the comments. Everybody says this is a verified user. Like, I'm going to just do this. And it fits perfectly. And and it wouldn't have if I had not read the comments. And the same thing, like... And then you wouldn't have been able to return it because you were buying it on sale. Because it was on super, super sale. And they were like, literally final sale. You cannot return. That's amazing. And it really has helped, like, especially with pants and, like, the way things fit. I really have been reading and, like putting in the back of my brain, especially for brands that I like to buy from often, really considering firstly, firstly like the, the brand and what it is, but then also their users. And I think that a lot of brands have done a great job of, of verifying the people that are commenting mm-hmm. on their clothes and responding and acknowledging and things like that. And really, like I know a lot of smaller shop places um, do have brand and community managers. And so there is someone who has like eyes on these types of things. And that's been really helpful as I, like, think ahead to, like, what I'm going to need going forward and where I should look for it. And even um, in addition to the comment section, there's a company called Brass Clothing that's out of Boston that I've, I've been, like, obsessing over their website. But they say if you email our representative your measurements and, like, your normal sizes, we'll recommend for our clothes what you should be buying. Ooh. Which I feel like is, like, a fun like addition to the comment section and it's coming directly from the people that work there and know their clothes really well. And so in addition, again, to the comment section, something like that was like a fun surprise to, to see. Um, but honestly, it's like changed the way I buy things. I have been an advocate for this for a long time and, uh, it's game. It's a game changer. Yeah, and I'm like you know I'm hot on the buy button, so like I don't yeah. mess around for long. <laughs> like I want to get in there, buy. You're like, is this what out. I want? <laughs> and I don't take a lot of time. But again, like being aware of my spending habits has also caused me to be more aware of like where I'm buying, what I'm buying. Mm-hmm. Is it going to last me a long time? Is it high quality? And utilizing the comment section has been like a conduit to making all those things happen more effectively. Yeah, that's I, great. I feel like it's a worthwhile time time suck yeah yeah seriously because it does it does take up a lot of my time yeah but worth it always what's inspiring you this week Bron? i am giving some love to a favorite blog that i have been uh 
getting a bunch of go-to recipes. I like didn't realize until one week I was like, I did three of her recipes back to back, and I was like, I'm okay. I'm You're into like, this her. is a trend. <laughs> <laughs> so it's called Give Me Some Oven, which is so funny, amazing, <laughs> love it. Um, Wordplay. <laughs> and so uh, I got a shout out Allie for a couple of her recipes that have been like the w- what I love most is that. Um, they're really beautiful and mm. super easy to recreate. And I feel like that's the ideal when you're following someone's recipe is like, this is as good as what I want it to be. Yeah. Because sometimes it's tough when you're like with measurements or like how your style of cooking versus the blogger style of cooking. And some people are so vague. Yeah. She is very thorough. Everything turns out so well with all of the measurements and things that she shares so a few of my go-to faves which i'll link to in show notes uh cacio e pepe friggin phenomenal sounds awesome i think you posted about that and it did look very good yeah i posted on my personal instagram a photo (laughs) um but i make it all the time because it's one of those like i don't want to cook but and you've got all the ingredients adult mac and cheese yeah yeah, (laughs) like this is of the variety of things like I always have pasta, parmesan, and salt and pepper in my house at all times. So yummy. So that, her carnitas and barbacoa recipes for mm. meal prep, because um, they're slow cooker recipes. So I make big batches of it. But the flavor and the approach to the cooking, because uh, again, you got to get a sear on that meat to yeah, fair. really get get a little bit of the crispy edge and it's just i'm so hungry <laughs> so juicy and delicious so that sounds awesome follow her recipes they're amazing i am into that and i will be especially because you know i like a slow cooker situation oh, yeah, and great. so i'm into that for jerseys yeah i always make double and then freeze the other half mm, that so that good. in an emergency it's like we don't have any food for you're like yes dinner. we do jk lol check the freezer <laughs> Always thinking ahead, you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks, Yoda. That's how I talk now. <laughs> Just where we're at. <laughs> What's inspiring you this week? I know in the past, I've talked about how I'm taking this coaching class. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving it. And it's one of those things where you're like, you can see the application almost instantly, which is another thing that I like about it. And so we're learning about techniques. We're learning about like how, how to coach someone, but then also like how to kind of check yourself as the coach mm. and how to create rapport and trust and all these great things. One of the things that stood out to me so much in the last, we've been, we're at the halfway point about right now, um, was something called WHOOP, W O O. Whoop it up. Whoop it up. And so WHOOP stands for Wish, Outcome, Obstacles, Plan. Love it. And it's like, so they did a ton of studies that, so some of this comes from Mm whoopmylife.org, which we will link to. And it gives a a really good breakdown of like where the research comes from, who they tested on, like what it's all about and all of these things. So the site does go into more detail, um, but scientifically can be known as mental contrasting with intentional implementation. Mm. Science. And... (laughs) What they were testing was, like, people who just wish for things versus use the WHOOP method, which puts structure around your wish and how to move forward on it, is a much more, like, scientifically, like, much more effective way 
to move forward on. And I know we talk about goals and like the, you know, what the goals thing stands for and what your measurement, all of those things. But I like this because I like the word wish and I like that it allows us to dream a little bit bigger mm-hmm. and it allows us to put more like depth than just like a goal. The wish is like, what's like a little outlandish and what like feels a little too ambitious. Um, and And it could happen, but you don't know how to start. You don't know like what obstacles are in place that either we're we're experiencing ourselves or that have been put in front of us by someone else. And using Whoop helps us identify each of those things and then like a process to move forward on. I love that. Yeah, it really, I mean, it really, I think it can apply to a lot of people if you practice and understand how it works. But then if you're in the coaching situation to utilize Whoop and help your coachy which is the word that we use which I like kind of hate but like makes sense because it's like a mentee but for mm-hmm. coaches um if you are the coach in that situation using whoop allows you to like break down each of those steps with with your coachy and I think that that is really it's it's really great utilization um if you're doing it solo it works too but again having like a partner in this either as a coach or just as a person that you like to bounce ideas off of this is a nice structure to something that feels like a little too big i love this so much and i feel like that's such a good way to frame the conversation and Mm -hmm. give structure to that that visioning process yeah that's exactly what's in my notes is visioning process (laughs) Because it is. It goes beyond like that, just like I want to accomplish this thing, which is a great thing and it's usually a goal, but it is, it sometimes like stifles us in how big we want to go. And so that wish piece of this, I feel like is the, is the bigness of it and Mm -hmm. what allows us to um, attack things in like a strategic, but honest and approachable way. Love it. Yeah. That's what we got. All right, Brown, give it to me straight. What are we talking about today? We talk pretty often about the things that we love to do in our free time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. uh, for both of us usually involves us watching some TV. For sure. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we've always been one of the like foundations of how our friendship formed was just our love of pop culture and like tuning into stuff that we found interesting and cozying up on the couch and getting ready for that Netflix binge. For sure. Um, so <laughs> Just excited thinking about it. <laughs> would love to be there right now. <laughs> but instead, we're here with all of you. <laughs> Talking about it. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to share some of the shows that we're both watching, our, you know, hot take on TV, mm-hmm. um, some of our guilty pr- pleasures, because we both have some interesting things that Go-tos. we spend time watching. Um, and then a couple season premiere- premieres that were amped for in the coming months. Additionally, uh, a couple rest- recommendations, too, based on uh, the things that are on the docket. Yes. When you suggested this, I was like, oof, that that feels like it could be hours long, easily. Because you know this is one of my favorite topics. And what's so funny is that like we'll be talking about a show and then we'll riff on to like 16 other shows that some people are like oh my god I love all those and some people are like I've never heard of any of those and so it's this fun like 
come together topic too, but we do have different shows that we both are hardcore into. Yeah. And it's fun, I think, when we find overlap because we do like very different things. But, you know, we we do have some overlap here. Yeah, and I do, I will admit, there may be a couple moments where I poke fun at Sid's TV watching. Maybe a couple. <laughs> Is that an understatement? So, I think that's an understatement. Full disclosure. <laughs> I hassle Sid for some of the things she watches. But you know what's so funny is, you. firstly, you're not the only one, so that should make you feel better. But also, I was with another group of friends, I feel like it was like a year ago now, but we were talking about all the shows that we watch, and a few of us could rattle off like 16 different shows, and someone else was like, I don't know about any of those shows but you're like if you know netflix and hulu are terrifying because they suggest things and then obviously those things work because algorithms and they just are like embedded in our systems now i think but like they do they know best and no longer do i have to rely on my tbs lineup from basic cable because i got hulu and netflix and it's dangerous Sure is. It's terrifying. It's a scary word, world we're living in. <laughs> yeah, but it brings me so much joy, so screw it. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. <laughs> All right, let's speak at Queens. Let's get into this awesome topic. <laughs> so ready. Okay, what are we watching that we both love? Yes. Goldbergs. Goldbergs. And I was so <laughs> apprehensive to this because when, I, when you talked about it, I was like, that looks so stupid. I've seen it being tried to like advertised to me for months and I just I wasn't down with it but you you changed my mind yeah but guess what's up they they're on like season eight or nine or something like it's going strong it's so funny because people love the 80s (laughs) (laughs) that's a stance I will take (laughs) and you're right truth so it is uh told through the eyes of Adam, who is the youngest child in a family growing up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And his entire family is crazy. Crazy. Um, so it's his mom, dad, older sister, older brother, and grandpa. Who, Grandpa's my fave. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> um, but I personally am obsessed with period sitcoms. <laughs> um, and I also really love the 80s. <laughs> like, I was that person back um, when people still watched VH1 that watched I Love the 80s. But that was a fantastic program. Nothing was as good as the 80s. They did 70s, they did 60s, they did 90s, they did 2000s. Nothing beat the 80s. It's because the comedians they had on there and the content was unbeatable. Because the 80s was the best decade, the like weirdest decade that's existed in the history of time. No one knows what happened. We were both birthed at the end of it very end, so we yeah. didn't get to embrace it right like some people but i feel like i could have just thrived there but it was just it's what's so great about it is that like the decade itself is kind of a disaster <laughs> and so is this family and it is just it's to me i sit there and i like cry laughing every time and the the playlist should not be overlooked the music on that show Every great 80s song not only is included, but so well placed. So like every timing of every slow ballad that you just could belt out all Mm -hmm. by yourself. Perfect timing of like a a strategic scene happening in the rain. I mean, like it's just perfect. I love it. It's so funny. Um, What's so funny too is that uh, the characters are as outrageous as they are, but they're Barry and the mom. The best. Barry's the middle. Mid, is that what he's the middle, middle son? Yeah. Um, and then Bev is the mom, and they're like 
they intentionally make fun of what like an overbearing mom and like uh be nice (laughs) he's like a big dreamer but like has no talent at all and just like lives in this fantasy world thinking he's like the best the the strongest man alive and like super athlete but is just oh he's so naive and i I, but his evolving of a character is so like heartwarming yeah it is really good but the woman that plays bev how has she not been nominated for anything? I mean, like, she is so good. She's a shining star. She is so good. And she leans into that character in a way that, like, it's hard to do. Especially because there are so many moms on TV, right? But, like, I feel like she has a place in TV history as one of the best moms out there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Hands down. Yeah. And it's all scenarios we've probably been in with our family or heard a story about from our friends mm-hmm. or someone else. And just to see it played out in this, like, hilarious, ridiculous portrayal of life just, like, makes you feel better about your situation. Yeah, it and for so sure does. you can't help but laugh. That's so funny. Um, but my favorite episode that I recommend everyone starting with is season two, episode 14, mm. Barry Goldberg's Day Off, which is a riff on Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which is a favorite movie of mine. Mm-hmm. So naturally, fave episode. But... Both Barry and Adam compete to have the best day off, which, like, adds to the hoopla mm-hmm. of the experience. And it's just, it was really funny. And Grandpa's role in that was good, too. Yes. I feel like he's always, like, the calm presence to some degree, but also, like, plays into it. Yeah. At the same time. He's also just, like, carefree. Yeah. It's so fun. I, I don't have a favorite episode. I feel like I've been watching so much of it that, again, like, the major highlights are the characters. Mm-hmm. I think I just watched... I can't remember what season I'm on, but I just watched the one where um, Bev plays like an alien and it's Adam's like first Halloween Mm -hmm. with his girlfriend. And it is, it is so funny. I mean, she's fully dressed in this like blocked alien uniform and and it's perfect. I mean, it's perfect. (laughs) It's just, oh, it makes me laugh. (laughs) And part of you is like, is this is this real life? Like, did this because that's the other thing too is that um, it did happen. All of these things are based on real experiences. Adam Goldberg is like a real person, and he has all of the home movies to prove yeah. it, which makes it even better. <laughs> so he shows at the end of the episodes, like whatever the episode was about, he plays the actual home movie yeah, like of the what inspiration. it was. And it was so good. I love it. Oh well, that's a fun way to start. Now we're at darkness. <laughs> So to take a total 180, <laughs> Handmaid's Tale. Oh, it's so, it's so good because, not because it's real, but like it feel like the acting is so good. I follow the story. I think the, like the people in it do a great job of like portraying darkness and sadness in a way that you just feel for all of the characters. In yeah. It. And the woman that plays the commander's wife is like, I feel like her character arc is is just... Um, you love to hate her. Seriously. But and then she like, takes a turn at some point. I, I feel empathy for you. Right. And yeah. I feel like part of the reason, like, I love TV a lot because it's entertaining. But also when it's a well-written show, and, and for comedies, they're hard to write, I think, to some degree. Because 
making people laugh is hard, but like making people feel the things that you feel in Handmaid's Tale is like, you are, you're like all over the board when it comes to emotion. And that can only happen with great writing and great acting. And oof, yes. Aunt Lydia, like the whole thing. It's just, it's so much. The whole cat cast is phenomenally structured and I feel like they picked all of the right people to be in the show and like obviously it's future dystopian world and we all watch it and we're like is this where we're headed I'm Mm -hmm. terrified but at the same time just to to witness the like nothing really goes well ever never but to to like have a little bit of hope like that little peak of hope is what makes that show like something that you're just constantly gripping onto it's like you're hanging on the edge just mm-hmm. hoping that something good happens yeah and you know that all they have is the glimmers of right. hope and i think um when it comes to the actual storyline it's based on a book and i re mm-hmm. i read the book and was like years ago Mm -hmm. and was super excited when I heard that the TV show was happening then reread the book after I finished season one Mm -hmm. and was like it's really interesting how well because like the story itself is just a small piece of what has they've actually developed for the TV show Mm -hmm. and so to see how they've woven in so much of what like emotion was tied with the story when you read the book version of Handmaid's Tale and then how they structured that to be like that's the ultimate skill is to take written word and make it visually inspiring right. and like have that storyline translate on the screen. Absolutely. Ooh, season three. Coming up. That's one that like you have to like I watch it right before I go to bed usually, which is always a bad idea. But it does it does just hit home. So I would I would suggest um, maybe having a buddy to talk about this with so you don't, like, just sit with all that And don't emotion. binge watch this. No. One, I think the one best episode thing, a week. the best thing that Hulu did was, was, like, have the model of not releasing all at once because that, I feel like I would need to binge it because I so crave the next episode. Um, but it would be too much. It would be too much for yeah. sure. And on to lighter things again. Um, I think we we are we've talked thread, about this. Yes, we have. And our common thread, interestingly, is comedy mm-hmm. for a lot of the shows that we like together. So the next one that we have is Atypical, which was one of your, um, I think, inspirations or updates yeah, at I'm, some point a, a bit ago. Like, you didn't just know this existed. Binged, binged it. watched it in like a second. Yes, and again, I feel like this is another example of how like the characters and they're evolving throughout the seasons that it's been on. Because I think it's two seasons. Two seasons so far. And it's about um, a guy who is autistic and but high functioning, mm-hmm. um, and basically like his life in his world with his family and like all of those interactions and family scenarios and and all of those things. And I think he's a really um, he's a relatable character in a lot of ways. And you can they do a great job of like helping us understand why he is feeling the way he's feeling at different moments, how he copes with how he's feeling at different moments, how his family helps him um, through all those things, but how he's totally capable of doing so many things on his own too. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just, I don't know why I like it so much, but I do. And it's a comedy. Yeah. It's hilarious, but also emotional because you're going through the, 
the dynamic of like how everyone in the family experiences something but in a totally different way Mm -hmm. and I think that's like the the winning piece for me is that I love to see perspective and what I love about that is everybody's living in this like you know nuclear family Mm -hmm. but having their own experiences and to understand like this is what I have to do to get through this thing or this is how I see the world through my eyes Mm -hmm. and just having knowledge that like everybody's moving through this world in a slightly different way and to have just like understanding and the ability to be like empathetic I see you yeah it's so interesting I would love to see I'm sure there are studies out there but I would love to see studies on like why people like certain tv shows and if it's because they're self-aware to know that they can learn from a lot of shows that we watch because a lot of them are based in truth to some degree Mm -hmm. by the creators and the writers but also like if we need a break and we just like want to laugh or if we need to like feel something so we watch shows that make us feel super, super heavy stuff sometimes. Like, I would just love to see if that exists somewhere because I'm sure there's just so much we can gain to learn about each other because of the shows that we're watching. Yeah. Super interesting. We'll start a study. We know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Happy endings. Oh my gosh. The saddest thing to happen to TV was that show getting canceled. The saddest thing to have on TV is that show getting canceled. So if you have Hulu or want to go buy the DVDs, you need to immediately watch the, what is it, three seasons? Yeah, I think it's only three. And they're they're just the best. I mean, it makes me laugh out loud. It's like the updated version of Friends, Mm -hmm. which, like, you know, Friends can be a problematic show, but, like, Happy Endings was just... Like it was, but more comedic and ridiculous. Yes, but like the again the character, like I I felt like I could see myself in these characters in a way that I could never see myself in Friends. Yes, and so I feel like the outline of like six wacky friends do different things in a great city, like very much there. But you're right, like the way that they have very strong personality types is like something we can all lean into a bit more. Oh yeah. So funny. I feel like I want I want to be like a Jane, but I am a Penny, but like I I try my best to be a Jane to some degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am a Jane. You are a Jane. Yeah. But Jane is is like, you know, her own superhero in so many ways and I'm just obsessed with her. We used to call my friend from college <laughs> Devorn and I, we used to be, um, oh my God, what's her husband's name in the show? We used Brad. to be Jane and Brad. Like we were, she, he was Jane and I was Brad. <laughs> and, it was, <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best. And he always goes, you are the Brad to my Jane. And I, and I want to be that for him <laughs> all the time. So much. Oh, that show's so good. But the jokes and the phrasing of things are, and it's a group of like, at the time, too, they were all kind of, like, up-and-coming comedic actors. Yes. And I feel like uh, Brad's character went on to be coach on yes. New Girl, right? You're so right. And I feel like he's the only one that's, like, 
made a name for himself post. Like there were a couple other shows that those people. Well, but Adam Pally to. too. He's doing like oh true M- Mindy Project. He did. I mean, he was on. Um, I think another one of her shows as well. But yeah, like it, you can see where like where they have friends, where they can kind of like move through the yeah. world and through their connections. Um, but you're right. Like I feel like that was a jump off point for a lot of them for sure. Because I've seen Jane was in um, a show I loved called Casual on Hulu. Oh. Oh, yeah. And played like a very like dark character. So, so different from her Jane character. But it's like nice to see after a so, such a beloved show sadly ended before its time, like yeah. that they went on to find. This is one, if you want to binge, if you are just This having, is a bingeable like, show. <laughs> you can watch this in one weekend and then immediately watch it again the following weekend and never be sad again. No, and you still feel like... All of the jokes are still funny. And I feel like part of the reason this is such a great show is because, like, not only do you see yourselves in the characters, but, like, the jokes that they're telling you are, like, I've totally been there and that's terrifying. And, like, all the things that they're talking about you feel like you can personally relate to. Yeah. (laughs) And I love the other thing about the show that's really funny is that they have continuing, like, they've established inside jokes, like, about Dave's deep Vs. The deep V. (laughs) Are you wearing your shirt backwards (laughs) they're so dramatic it's so funny oh man that show's so good i'm immediately gonna go watch this it's it is like if you need just like a touch of happy pills like go watch happy endings it'll do it it's so good um and the last i'm sure there are more but these were the highlights but the last of like the things that we have a strong overlap on are any and all award shows yes we are obsessed with award show season we don't always watch the things that are nominated but we have every intention of doing so love supporting actors yes we're huge for the craft that they like the entertainment that they provide us and acknowledging them for their hard work yes and i feel like that there's just something about being able to celebrate the best of the best during that season. And, you know, red carpet. Red carpet we an love. An excuse to get together, have champagne and snacks. And- yes. Yeah. And, the like, the speeches. I feel like we're always Ugh. a sucker for it. Like, you've cried so many times on my couch after a good speech. Every time. Every time. Which I feel like is just... It's that, like, boost of energy that we need, which sometimes can turn into a long evening because award shows have a tendency to drag. But, like, when you get a really good speech from, like, the person you are pulling from to win, like, you're just, oh, it's just next level feeling. Oh, yeah. And when I see good ones from people who are, like, underdog winners. Oh, yeah. And I haven't seen the film yet. I'm, like, I immediately plans to go watch it. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's a good one. Those are our kind of like the, again. Those are the highlights of the things that we overlap on. I'm sure we can come up with more, but I, have I feel two like two that I thought of that we'll just do a quick, sh- quick oh, yeah. shout out. Sex in the City. Oh yeah, can watch that repeatedly all the time. And, and the Friends. Sex in the City movie first, first, Sex, first, first movie, one. not second one, first movie. <laughs> and Friends. Yes, can just... can binge of Friends, but those don't need lip service because those guys, yeah, they've got everything. Everybody knows. <laughs> I I have yet to find a person that doesn't like like sex in the city to some degree that like i'm friends with that hasn't at least given it a shot yeah maybe it's an overstatement to say that everybody likes it but i feel like everybody's at least heard of it and can name all of the characters yes which means that it has a place in our history agree absolutely okay brianna um we have this place where we need to defend our favorites and not to say that we don't like these shows 
he like for, from the other one's perspective. But this is where things part ways. They do. They sure do. And and I'm looking at yours now and a strong parting of ways. <laughs> You're like, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, you go first. So for me, um, one that I am, I'm realizing that I love all period shows. <laughs> What's your thing? <laughs> um, Frasier is I don't get it. on a strong rotation right now. This is something that Dan and I actually watch together. Mm. And this is like our dinner time. Like we'll eat dinner and watch this together. Do a Frasier. And neither of, if we're like in separate occasions, like this is a, we are watching this only together, never diverging. Mm-hmm. He has his own oh, TV shows. Nice. I have mine. But this is a together show. And so I personally, A, just love the 90s TV throwback. Mm -hmm. Um, The suits and the outfits are just absolutely hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, what is happening? And then (laughs) I'm like, why did you do that? And then I think about the way, the world that we live in now. And I'm like, I feel like a lot of people look just good and classy all the time. Yeah. But there are certain, and so I'm like, what are what's the ridiculous thing that's going to come from like right now, yeah. the life that we're living? But um, so it's a story of uh, two psychiatrists, Fraser and his brother Niles, and their former cop dad, Martin. And so the two sons are just outrageously pretentious. <laughs> But the dad brings in this element of blue collar humor. So it like balances it out from being like this awful, ridiculous show. Yeah. And everything that happens is like nothing go, despite the fact that Frasier is like successful and has a lot of money in like a beautiful apartment in Seattle, his love life is a disaster. And every scenario that he finds himself in is just like it, it's like, oh, it's going. And then it doesn't work out. And so it, Every show is absolutely hilarious and just like, what antics are going to happen this time? <laughs> Which, again, is like a good, easy watch yeah. and just like doesn't challenge you in any way. It's like a reliable watch for you to get in on. And like, again, like you said, with that balance, it just feels like something you can get down with on a regular basis. Oh, for sure. And so I think um, as far as giving it a shot, definitely take a minute to like go through some of the some of the episodes because it took a little warming up Hmm. for me but the other thing to note is that if you're a cheers fan frazier is an offshoot oh my god you're right how did i not even think about that and i feel like that's not a connection that a lot of people made because he was just like a a side character yeah he wasn't even a main person in cheers ish yeah because there were so many people yeah but um it's one of those things that like most successful offshoot TV show offshoot in the history of the world. Wow. Are you making that up? Or are you serious? I think it's definitely like top, but I don't know in the world. Like in that, the world. <laughs> that metric isn't as, that one's, as accurate. That one's off. <laughs> I, you know, give I, it a shot. I just never got into it, but that's my own, that's my own feel. I think because I'm obsessed with so many other like half hour comedy type mm-hmm. shows, Frasier was just never landed like in my radar. I was watching like a lot of Seinfeld and like Seinfeld's things like that, too. but Frasier wasn't it. I'm sure I'll give it a shot at some point when I run out of everything else, but I appreciate that you like it so much. Yeah. It's just one of those things that like, I just think that all the actors coming together and like, I like the moments when you can see them having the like, we're going to break character and laugh mm-hmm. and like, you know, it's close, but they have to just keep going. Like That's they keep so it going or it's like, this is probably their 20th take and they just had to 
power through. Cut, like, make it happen. Bloopers are my face. Those are the best. Okay. So, next thing that I love to do is I am a, of the temptation bundling approach at the hmm. gym. Um, I mentioned this to a couple people recently. I don't know and what they that were means. like, you do a thing that is good for you or like healthy and then a thing that's like fun and satisfying so like Uh, answering work emails while getting a pedicure i i watch guilty pleasure tv while working out at the gym i had not i've never heard of that phrase before oh temptation bundling well there you have Hmm. it so this fulfills my small like my what used to be problematic urge to watch reality <laughs> television <laughs> but now has a safe place <laughs> yes now has a limit to an hour a day nice while i'm at the gym but i also have transitioned into really loving to watch cooking shows while i'm at the gym that's weird which <laughs> probably annoys people around me as they're like trying to get their fitness on and i'm like ooh check out this delicious burger i'm gonna make later <laughs> so you're like i'm just here to keep my heart healthy i'm gonna go have french fries in a little bit <laughs> dinner tonight <laughs> so uh a couple of my favorites that i watch while specifically doing gym workouts hmm. because here's the other thing that i miss about tv is i miss the piece of the experience where i used to just put the tv on or put a channel that i loved on and like do other things just see what was what came up so that was like what was great about cable tv and like the tv guide was just like we'll see what comes up on tnt i don't know but i'll be surprised and like maybe i'll enjoy it i've watched so many bad movies because of that but i don't regret one minute of it yes because it's just it's still weirdly satisfying so this is my attempt to be like if i had cable which i no longer do um these are my cable TV shows because I only can access them on the gym TV screen. Got it. So the kitchen is basically like talk TV, but with food and recipes. Oh. And it's, it's on the Food Network. That's your fave. Literally obsessed. And so it's funny because so the co there's four co-hosts, Jeffrey Zakarian, Jeff Morrow, Katie Lee, and Sonny Anderson. And Ooh, these are Sonny. all... Uh, Food Network TV hosts and stars. So, like, everything from uh, Sonny Anderson's, like, super fun, down-home, like, cozy, Hmm. uh, southern-style cooking um, to Jeff Morrow, who's, like, the sandwich king, and Jeffrey Sicarian, who's, like, top chef, like, legit fancy dude. Um, He's great. But all they all have their own style that they bring. And so it's a it just, like makes it accessible for everyone and they theme out each of the episodes um based on like weeknight dinners or like Hmm. fun recipes and they'll bring on special guests from time to time they'll do cocktails they'll do like trials for different kitchen utensils it's literally like that one just like i'm getting a little laughter getting some recipe inspiration and just i love the content and it's just food network keep this going forever i'm i can tell you mean that you feel like i'm just feeling your energy right now it feels like you're very excited about it it's my favorite thing ever that's awesome um then the other one because based on the time frame that i go to the gym the pioneer woman is always on i've never watched that You're like, and I'm not mad about it. No, I don't feel like I'm missing out even a little bit. <laughs> so it's super cheesy, and you can tell that it's like scripted in some capacity. But well, even the shots, like I feel like the shots are too well planned. It's like, honey, 
ready to have mashed potatoes like one i accidentally <laughs> like fell into she's like i'm gonna surprise my dad at home with some homemade treats and he opens the door and he's like you're here and she's like just popped over and i was like you guys suck at this <laughs> to be fair it's like not that great in terms of uh I don't know why I'm obsessed with it, but maybe it's her recipe. That's recipes, why it's a guilty pleasure, man. And I can't stop watching it. <laughs> I don't even know why. I just can't. And and it may be even just because she's like, she kind of wings it. She's like, we're going to, I was just putting in some sour cream in this thing and then some chili powder here. And so maybe it like fuels my urge Your to just creative like, energy. you know, wing it in the kitchen. I get that. So I guess we'll I can feel that. <laughs> and then last but not least... Keeping up with the Kardashians. I'm crying on the inside. Truly upset. You're judging me for the Kardashians? It's not a judge. It's a, I didn't know that about you. And I'm learning a new thing about my friend. What? (laughs) I I knew that you watched. I didn't think it would land on this list of like, (laughs) you're upset. I... Like, I hate that I love it so much. But I'm like, I'm like, what is up? I follow all of them on Instagram. I'm like, wow, I did not know that. Okay, that I, you know, I'll check in if someone tags like a thing that's happening. I'll be like, ooh, what's happening with Chloe? Ooh, what's Kylie up to? But I do not follow any of them out of sheer principle. Well, I don't know you. (laughs) I'm obsessed with their family drama and I love their lives and I know it's all like a facade for tv and that's okay but what they've built is is actually you can't argue with that shockingly amazing and this is an empire that i am just like i'm i'm in it how do you do that grab me a bowl of chips and i am sitting there watching and i feel like the my favorite meme in the whole world is satan works hard but chris jenner works harder yep because that woman makes so many things happen I, i mean it's terrifying the amount of things that she's like like just crafted in her dungeon and have come to life like it's scary it really is scary but i appreciate that you have a thing that you love i've got a list of things that you you are gonna be upset about (laughs) yeah well there you have it now you know my deep dark secrets it's good to share though do you feel better oh yeah oh good (laughs) you're like i'm gonna go home and watch more of this so i'm so excited i feel really good about my choice can't wait to tune i haven't watched tv in a few days and i'm like itching oh because we're talking about it i was able to do a little catch up on my hulu they change it to my stuff is like where you where everything lives now i think it's dumb but it it did give me a chance to dive back into my shows which i just love so much speaking of which my list I this is a small handful of my top tier faves because I like truly am obsessed with TV. I I wish I could watch more of it. I almost wish it was like I was one of those pop culture commentators so I had an excuse to watch more of it. Like, so I could participate in news. more conversations. Like I really I think that it's just I get so much joy out of well-done shows, but I get just as much joy out of like the worst shows ever i will say you are fully committed too. fully committed i like like, i don't back even if this is bad i'm powering through till the end i need to just see how it ends and that's why it makes me so mad when they do a mid-season cutoff because i'm like you didn't think that anybody cared that's rude like i still want to know what happened to that person (laughs) so personal feelings aside (laughs) um my first one is the resident it's in season two right now it's logan from gilmore girls and emily thorne from revenge (laughs) which 
I accidentally watched the whole series of Revenge. So good, right? I no. mean, it took a strong turn at some point, but I was obsessed with it. Everything that. about that show was bad, but I was like, I've started and I have to see this through. I loved that show. I love that show. I was super sad when it ended. Anyway, <laughs> they, so Logan from Gilmore Girls, his name's like Matt Churchkey, I think. Yeah. And uh, Emily Thorne is Emily Van Camp in real life, I believe. Um, but they have like this back and forth. So, so Logan, what's his name in the show? <laughs> Logan for now. Logan for now. So he plays, he's like, um, he is a diagnostician. Is that the word? He diagnoses. He's not a surgeon, but he has like a weird sixth sense for being able to like figure out what's wrong with people. And then cool. Emily Van Camp is um she plays a nurse but she's like a super high level i don't know if she's an mp but she they they have this interesting back and forth where they're like together ish as well as working very closely together and you know i love me like a medical drama where there's like love involved i'm shaking my head right now because i'm just like oh <laughs> i'm just so into things it. i hate so much i'm so and it's so high energy and high stress and i'm like what's gonna happen and like the camera shots are all very dramatic but the other people on the show are all so, like, they fill in as much of the storyline as the two main characters. And there's, like, this awful doctor who's, like, the CEO of the whole place. And he's also, like, the chief surgeon. And it's just, like, the, all of the rigmarole of all the stuff that happens. It's just so good. And I feel like the storyline is fairly easy to follow. But I do suggest starting right at the beginning so you know who all the people are and all mm. of the reasons that they interact with each other. And... Theo from The Cosby Show is also on this show. And he plays a great role. He's a, like a bad, awesome, I was going to say BA doctor. <laughs> and he just like, his character is also just one that I feel very, um, like it's, it's, he's a standout for me because they all have like their own personality trait. It's like gray. It's like, you know, Grey's Anatomy will forever be one of my favorite shows because every... Oh, I just can't. You're shaking your head at me and I'm just upset about it. <laughs> so that's one of the ones that I'm really into right now because it's new. I think we could all agree that Shondaland as a whole is a great plethora of TV in our world. No. <laughs> Absolutely not, Shonda. She changed lives Kills and too many people. Up, I am just into her. <laughs> I will argue this to the death she... <laughs> takes everything to the extreme. Like, once the show starts so taking, it. it's like, oh, we're going to have to start killing people. I'm like, people don't die like this in real life. You know what, though? They do. And she she tells us the truth. So <laughs> I am all about me. Like, my Shondaland is just my favorite. My next one on my list is World of Dance. <laughs> of course. it It is so good and like it's a mo i cry every episode i love when they do the commercials and j-lo's like oh my god she gets goosies which is her way of saying goosebumps and i'm obsessed with that now too (laughs) doug literally looks at me he's like did you get goosies i'm like i did and so it's j-lo it's Derek huff and it's neo are the judges and i just love how it's like both little kids and adults and it's everybody trying to make their dreams come true and not to spoil anything but the the group that won for season two like it what they were so good but they were also like from the 
kids division. And so you're just like, oh my God, it really is like a level playing field. They just want to see your best. And so I cry because they always pull out the most heart-wrenching stories, obviously. It's a way better version of something like this than like American Idol, in my opinion. Like it just, for me, I just think that dancers are also like the most athletic of the athletes because they're able to do things that no normal human should be able to do. But then these little kids are like pop locking their way all over the stage and breaking hearts at the same time. I'm like, that shouldn't be allowed. I mean, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. And there was a group called the Cub Cakes last year. <laughs> How are you mad at a group called the Cub Cakes? <laughs> it's so good. I can't. All I'm right. obsessed. I'm obsessed. Next. So World of Dance is like a, like a top tier for me, like the toppest of the tiers. Because JLo is also fabulous and her outfits are on point. Next. She's like... She's next level. I mean, like no one can compete with her. And Derek Huff is like a touch extra for me, but he's also a phenomenal dancer. And so his technicality and his judging, I appreciate because mm-hmm. he's coming from the like, I studied this for years. I was a professional dancer and now I'm like a superstar. Yes. So I get it. Like we all need one of him. Um, next, Outlander. I only can judge you for the backstory that I know behind how how we got here how you got to this point <laughs> so I'd never heard of Outlander before and then I went and visited and I talked about this, this last this is year. on Showtime this is Stars Stars, stars. Oh, which is this has to be the only good show on Stars that's the thing is I don't know any other or shows on Stars just the only show on Stars there's other shows on Stars <laughs> I just have no idea what they are. So I was visiting. My friend and I went and visited our other friend who was studying in Scotland for the year. And we get there and we're having a great time. We're doing all the things. But we were there for a while. And we probably had like, I think we were there for like 10 or 12 days maybe. Whoa. And so it was a, it was a long trip. And so our friend was like, hey, guys, I really love the show called Outlander. I've already watched like up until most recent episode, do you want to watch it like in downtime? And we're like, sure, we can check this out. This is fine. Cut to end of the time that we were there. We had basically finished two full seasons of this show. Shocked. And it's like a little racy. <laughs> it's a, it's really racy. And like, it's very sexual is what I'm trying to say. I wasn't questioning, I but I was like, you but it's based what I was in, the, in the past, right? It is. It's like, a, it's like part like history period piece, part fantasy, and like a little sci-fi. Okay. But the people in it are obviously gorgeous, like as they will. And I think the storytelling amongst the raciness is really, really high quality. And so we all but finished maybe three episodes by the time we came back because we were like caught in this crazy snowstorm so we ate cheese and watched outlander Mm. and even after our friend went to bed the the friend that i traveled with we like would watch it well into the evening like probably until like two or three in the morning we would still be watching the show i mean we were obsessed and so we agreed to then watch the newest season all together one episode at a time all in the same place because now we're all in the same place and so we did that but the reason i i don't I wish I knew why I was obsessed with this show. I feel like the level of drama with the, like, historical... Again, like, I think the way they... So it's a time travel situation. 
Oh. You didn't know that? I don't know anything <laughs> about any of the shows you shared with me. <laughs> so it's a time travel situation, but it's also a love story within a time travel situation. Which I'm just like, give me more of that. It has gotten like a little off the rails in my opinion, but it's coming back. But the first two seasons I thought were just, I think it's two, maybe it's three. The first three seasons were like really building this love story. And then they do other things in addition to like telling us the Jamie and Claire's love story. And some of it is really heavy. Like I will say that there have been moments, not just for the raciness, but for the like content of like, the the episode some of it is just really really heavy and and tough to watch but again the characters are so good and i have like like strong facial reactions to all of the scenes like something happened in the most recent season and all of us were like (gasps) no oh no (laughs) like you just get so attached to the characters and the things like that happen to them. Like a full out loud gasp. Yes. And like you're like grabbing someone's hand. You're like, did that really just happen? Um, and so that became like a hardcore fave for me very quickly. And it's one that like I can put away, but I was like strongly affected by it while we were watching it. Like I was like, when when it when we would get up to the point where we had watched as many as we could, I was like, I don't know how to walk away from this. I feel like I genuinely care for the characters in the show. You're like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> it really it's so weird how attached I get to TV. But it was one of those shows that like would have never been on my radar had it not been for this trip. So I feel like it has like that value as well. That was like a bonding moment for all of us. But I just love it. And I suggest you watch it and you can do stars as a Hulu add on. <laughs> If you didn't know. Great to know. So that's one. And my last one is all of the um, seasons of The Challenge on MTV. (laughs) I think they're great. I didn't think they were great right at the beginning. But Doug got me totally roped in. And I'm like seriously obsessed. I think anything. You're like blowing his spot on this too. Oh, yeah. It's like. They have so many seasons. Like, there's veterans that you just get attached to, and then the rookies come in, and you're like, who do you think you are, guy? Like, you start to yell at the TV. And we both, like, we, like, hold hands when tense moments are happening because you're so into it. But this... Who even is on the show? Johnny Bananas. I... (laughs) That's a, what? That sounds like a cartoon so, character. Do you remember like TC? Okay, so backstory. The challenge has been an like an evolved process from when it was like real world and road rules. You remember real yeah. world and road rules. Okay, so over time they started to do these challenges, and some of them would be like the real world road rules challenge. That's what I remember. Right. So then from it, when I was like 17. Again, many seasons, but it's since evolved to just the challenge and it gets harder and more intense and more cutthroat every single year like the things that these people do to each other are insane like so it's like big brother but for mtv yes and they've started to actually expand who they invite onto the show because it used to just be real world and road rules folks okay now they've expanded it to like british mtv people and like like dating shows and like there's this season, The Bachelor, one of The Bachelors was on. And so it's like, I don't know, they got a little wily on me, but I'm still super into it. And know. again, like if you were, so if you watched Real World, Real World France, CT was on Real World France. Do you remember CT? Yep. He's a monster. 
and he's such a good competitor and like he's still he's like still, a thing this is the thing is, is this what still he does around? yes this is what he does oh, and yeah, yeah. so like the again the background of like seeing all of your favorite real world people now still doing this thing that you're like why are you still doing this thing but i'm still gonna watch you do it idk man it's crazy i don't know so that's my last defender because <laughs> i just love it i have like a- i don't think i'm gonna watch any of those <laughs> And I probably won't watch any of yours. So there you go. (laughs) We're sharing. We know where we're at, which is good. (laughs) I will say just for, because I'm such a big half hour comedy fan, I think that they're so well written for the most part and they're just so fun. My recommendations that are like both new and old, single parents, new, so good. Blackish, one of my faves. The Good Place, solid and got so much better in season two and three i i've heard so much better is that that should be on my radar it really should it's 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 so intelligent the the jokes are really funny but like the show itself is really really smart cool and it got like infinitely better this is what i mean like i needed to stick with it and i'm glad i did so go me um will and, and Grace. also like <laughs> if you dropped it hop back on the bandwagon yes get back on it it's really really good um will and grace both old and new in my opinion um brooklyn 99 so funny the cold opens in brooklyn 99 are untouchable i that's actually been on my like i know for sure that this would be a show that i enjoy i just have never watched an episode of it because i feel like i have enough of my like quickie comedies to entertain me i also need to like stick with one thing mm-hmm. through till the end. I get that. I think that's a good trait to have, honestly. Yeah. But this is one that should be on your radar at some point, I think. Um, Community. Have you seen Community? No. I'm upset with you. Um, <laughs> Community is an unbelievably amazing show. It, like, in my opinion, sets the bar for comedy. It's where Donald Glover is uh-huh. and like got so I don't know if it's where he got his start but I think he's so funny on that show like Joel McHale's on it this is Joel McHale's show oh yeah 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 and love him Ken Jong is on it like it's just it's again super smart like very aware of itself in a way that is comforting but also just continuously makes us laugh Allison Brie is on it mm-hmm. who's from um Glen- Gl- Glow Glow thank you um so good and then Shit's Creek I'm catching up on. Apparently, this is a thing for a lot of people. I'm watching it on Netflix right now. It is so funny. Yeah, it's I've Eugene heard Eugene and Dan Levy. Oh yeah, and it's so so funny. I this has been one that I isn't there a, a season or two out? Yeah, there. I think they're on season three right now because okay. seasons one and two are on Netflix. Because I feel like it's now like it was a cult following before, and now it's gotten the like push where people are like, if you don't start watching this, you're missing out on a world of laughter. So good, and the fact that it's the father son duo both on the show and in real life, they're father and son, and they created the show together. He was Dan Levy was on Keep It, a podcast that I am obsessed with, and he was just so fun and talking about like how they got to this point is it weird that you work with your dad is it weird that your dad is Eugene Levy like (laughs) (laughs) it was just it was so good but I think the show is um and he especially is so funny on it him and I think her name's Catherine O'Hara she's amazing she's so good so yeah I have to uh get into the new routine of um just following through on the tv shows that i say i'm gonna watch Mm -hmm. because one that i uh have not 
watched myself but have listened to Dan watching. <laughs> and by listen to, I mean his pure and guttural laughter as he's watching Friends from College. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I, like, I laughed to myself as I'm, like, working on my computer and listening to him, like, from the pit of his stomach laughing so like cry tear laughing. It's a funny show. I was like, is this for real? Like I've never heard you laugh like this. I was not sure about it season one. And then this is one that Doug and I can get down with together. So this is one that we like made the pact. We're doing this together. And we both laugh out loud. And the playlist again, so good. I downloaded it on Spotify because it's just it's so heartwarming. For sure. Okay, what are we excited for for the future premieres? Uh, this, oh, I I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. Game of Thrones is doing their final season. Trailer is out. Trailer is out. Season 8 premieres on HBO on April 14th. And oh my God, it's That's like... That's going to come up really quick, I it's think, It's like tomorrow. Too. Yeah. <laughs> this one I'm excited about. Probably not as excited as people who are like diehard fans, but I totally see it's, it's worth. <laughs> it took me... Because Dan got me into this and it took me some serious time to like fully grasp onto the experience. Mm-hmm. And because it's it's an aggressive show. It's, it's like... Tough. It's hard and uh, like painful to watch and just like really gross and awful it hurts your insides i think a bit but somehow you get connected to the storyline and like are rooting for people i would say that outlander lives in that category i'm just gonna be honest with you people (laughs) put them in the same category (laughs) so cannot wait to see what happens pretty sure everyone's just gonna die i mean it feels like it would be um silly of them not to just kill off everybody just, right like, to give us no like way. serious closure and it feels to me like it got a little weird where i was like so is this now like the white walkers are basically just like frozen zombies so is this what this is this is a zombie movie now and like we're just watching <laughs> is the this zombies dead take over? or what's gonna happen i'm not know. sure how this is gonna end so but again it's one of those things where you're like rooting for people when it's like nothing in your life is good <laughs> Yeah, You're there's doomed. no way. Yeah, but you try. Yeah, you give it your best shot. Yeah, that one will be good. I'm into it. I watch it again for support for my person, but also to be part of pop culture in some way that matters. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, cannot wait. Yes. Next up, we mentioned our love of Handmaid's Tale and season. June? Yeah, wait till June. June fifth is when season three premieres on Hulu. That feels like weird timing. That's summertime. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when the last season came out. Like, if the timing is the same. Me neither. Hmm. But that's the thing is, like, when the show ends, you're like, what am I going to do for the amount of time? And now we're at the point where it's like an air date has been announced. We've seen a trailer. Yes. Let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. And now we have to wait, like, Until June. Months. At least Game of Thrones is only making us wait, like, a touch over a month. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. And then the other one, I uh, was he. So that's the other thing. It's like all the TV shows that I love so deeply are all like in this. I did not know like Westworld status, that much. <laughs> but Westworld is another one on HBO, and we got really into this. I just could not get behind it. And so there's no premiere date for this one, and some people are saying 2020. Good, because it's gonna clog up my feed, and I don't need it. <laughs> 
Why why you gotta hate on it? It's just it's so dense. And I like I was trying to follow like sixteen people's storylines. Oh, and, that's my favorite. And I got really lost. I told you I like half hour comedies. Yeah. I <laughs> like my ones capacity. Where I have to remember like weird no. like relationships and people and like who's who. It's like a mystery in my brain and it's oh. all a puzzle and I'm trying to solve it. Definitely and then when it not. comes out and I'm like, I guessed it. It's the most exciting thing. Oh, that feels like that. I work all day. I don't need to do more work when I watch TV. That's fair, but <laughs> I don't know. I love it. That's a personal choice. Um, next, Killing Eve coming April 2019. Here, this is great. Uh, Sandra O one for well deserved Golden Globes. Golden Globes. Yeah. So. After I saw that, heard from you that it was a good one. It's Might so good. I was just not, I was not sure what to expect, but it was on BBC and then they had it go on Hulu, which is where I was able to watch it. And it was really good because Sandra O oh, like has a way about her. And I think she's so, so underrated to a certain degree. I mean, she was in Grey's and I loved her in Grey's, but she's so like rough around the edges, but like just is so driven by everything. And especially in this show, (laughs) she's just one of those characters that you can just learn to love and Mm -hmm. know that she's super intense for a reason. And I'm, this show was really, really good. I was glad that I was actually on top of something for once. Um, The other one that I'm going to put out there and I'm, I, I loved and I actually binged. Like, every time there was a new season that popped up, I was like, more? I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. Peaky Blinders coming sometime in 2019. I loved this show because I also loved Sons of Anarchy. And it's like the British, like, (laughs) old-timey, like, super old-timey version of Sons of Anarchy. And I think that's why I liked it so much. Interesting. And I was really into Sons of Anarchy for a while. And I think it's because, like, there's a part of me that's just, like, dark inside. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know why I liked it so much. But P.E. Blinders. Seems, yeah, this seems like an out of left field one for you. I don't know why. I, like, could not stop watching it. I, I, I truly binged it. Wow. And I think it's because it reminded me so much of SOA. But also, I love a good accent. And the guy in it is not bad looking. And, like, the family dynamic... And all of the things that come with, like, being in a legal, like, ring of people that, like, just, it's, you're on edge all the time. Like, something's bad going to happen, but somehow they always get out of it. But you're just never not, you're never sure. Like, I was just, I was super into it. So, if you're into Peaky Blinders, it's coming back in 2019. This year. (laughs) At some point. Soon. (laughs) Soon. I feel like this is my opportunity to say, um, or ask the world, what I miss about TV is, like, randomly discovering things and i realized that that's like the netflix algorithm and whatever yeah but i want a shuffle Hmm. just like a random shuffle to be like discover me something and to see that's like new and different just just to see what the internet because like you know how the issue is like what do we watch what do we watch so annoying so it's like just show me something like i want to press the shuffle button and you just tell me what to watch, you give it to me. And it's instead like of you me having to scroll it. through like recommendations for you sure. or like should you watch. So I think that's an easy ask. If anyone knows if that exists or works for <laughs> Netflix or Hulu or some company that could create this for all of the land, that's what I miss about just like yeah. scrolling through the TV guide. 
I totally agree. And that's why I was so apprehensive to all of these things is because, like, again, my TBS lineup, I lived for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would get home at 5 or maybe 7, depending on the day. And I lo- I'd watch TBS until I went to bed at 10 because there was something I wanted to watch every half hour until 10 p.m. Love and it. I didn't hate it. Well, this was a robust list. Yeah, I mean, I hope we didn't, like, confuse anybody. We just really like TV. And this was an exciting one for us to talk about because we talk about it so much on our off time I feel like <laughs> that we felt compelled you, to share. I feel it gives you a glimpse into the behind the scenes of, like, our lives. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. And if you hate any of the shows that we love, you can keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. We don't need that kind of negativity in our lives. Shall we break? Let's break. Hey everyone, thanks so much for listening this week. You can follow us on Instagram at queen underscore speaking to continue the conversation. And you can find episode links and show notes at queenspeaking.com. See See you next week. week!